Welcome to the Pet Cash Pod presented by ProFluence Sports. I'm your host, Andrew Pet Cash, and this is the 53rd episode in my series where I interview founders, investors, athletes, and the smartest people in sports. Today's guest is Fabian Paget, CEO and co-founder of 17 Sport. 17 Sport is the world's first sports impact company working at the intersection of sport, business, and purpose. As a certified B Corporation, 17 Sport's mission is to educate, inspire, and enable all stakeholders, including athletes, brands, and properties, to activate their purpose through sport and deliver positive financial, social, and environmental outcomes. Before founding 17 Sport, Fabian worked at Nike and then ran his own sports talent agency, having worked with elite athletes on impact initiatives, including the legendary Serena Williams. This was a unique conversation focused on not just the business of sports, but the good that sports can bring to the world. Lots of great takeaways. I enjoyed this one. You will as well. Let's dive in. Fabian, appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Really looking forward to this one. A super unique topic and then also company you're building. And uh, just, you know, excited to dive into this one. Thank you, Andrew, for having me. Pleasure to be uh, to be on the podcast today and looking forward for, for this conversation. So you have a fascinating background in sports. It would be great if you could just set the stage, give us a little bit of your previous endeavors and, you know, kind of how they led you to where you are today. Sure, happy to happy to do that. So, I mean, I mean, first of all, I studied uh, sports and tennis at three years old. I, I used to be a tennis player and obviously I wanted... Uh, to really work in the sports industry. I was not dreaming to become a, a professional player, even if I I, uh, I play quite, I play semi-professionally, a bit on the shore, but I really wanted to focus on studies. So after I graduated, I started my career at Nike in sports marketing. Great experience, great company. I mean, you can't dream when you start your own career to start working at Nike. I mean, it's, it's right. pretty, pretty awesome. So I was very, feeling very fortunate to have this opportunity. And, uh, and after that, after a couple of years, I was hired as a commercial and marketing director for a, a well-known tennis academy called Morato Blue Tennis Academy. This tennis academy is famous because uh, he, the founder, Patrick Morato Blue, is a successful tennis coach. He used to coach Serena Williams and many other professional tennis players. I worked there for five years. Uh, great experience again, driving the business, driving the partnerships. And uh, after a couple of years, I was also looking at what could be a next, uh, a next challenge for me. I was particularly interested in the talent representation business because I, I mean, I love the idea to, to be able to, to work closely with athletes, to protect them and to help them to build the brand. But rather to go and work for a big management companies, I decided to go on my own and to become an entrepreneur. And that was quite a challenge for me because uh, I mean, anyone in my family was an entrepreneur, so I really started from from scratch, I will say. But of course, uh, growing as a tennis player, I uh, I had to work hard. I had to really, um, yeah, work hard to become a great player. So I was not I was not scared of working harder to to become an entrepreneur. Uh, even if, of course, nothing replaces the experience you have when you work. So anyway, I started on my own. That's now more than ten years ago, and I wanted to focus on athletes, but. Uh, Athletes who wanted to use their voice to make a positive difference in the world. That was kind of the, the rationale behind why I will also decide to work and to represent an athlete. Uh, obviously, I studied in tennis, 
working with many French tennis players, but also uh, after that, success after success, and the word of mouth, the word of mouth opened me the opportunity to work in other disciplines such as uh, swimming, soccer, and and others. I've worked with. Uh, many French tennis players, but also I, I had the, the opportunity to start working with Serena Williams for a couple of years. Serena was coached by Patrick Moratoglou at the time. And Serena, of course, is represented by WME IMG in the US. And I, I, I had the opportunity to join the team to focus on, on Europe and Asia and to help also working with her team. And Serena, as you know, she's of course a, a an exceptional uh, world-class athlete, but she's also a strong advocate for women empowerment. And part of the work we've been doing is really helping her to secure some meaningful and mission-driven partnerships with companies that align with uh, what she stands for as a brand and as a person. And I've always been a strong believer that uh, athletes should have a mission, should have a purpose, like brands and corporates, to show that they are standing for something that more than just performance. And of course, uh, that was quite a while ago, but... Uh, I've, I've decided to really uh, focus on this for the next uh, the next chapter of my career when I started 17 Sports a couple of years ago, and uh, this is where we are. Yeah. Well, first off, it's a it's a great journey. It's interesting just how you see how the pieces connect. Where even like you're when you're working at the tennis academy, Serena Williams is like the you know it's a piece of that, and then and that's how it comes around full circle, which is just important for everyone, right? To you never know, like never burn any bridges, right? Now I'm just curious. You know, what inspired you to, well, first give us the, the overview of what 17 Sport is and then kind of go into like, you know, what inspired you? What was the opportunity you saw of why it was, you know, now was the time to build it? Yeah. I mean, over the years, I've always been a strong believer that uh, sport is, uh, is, a, is a fantastic platform to, uh, to drive positive exchange. And when I met with my now business partner and co-founder, Neil Duffy, we decided to really join forces together to, to really solve a problem. And the problem we identified was really the fact that for us, we think that the business of sport has been really driven by profit first over the past 20, 30 years. We're doing a bit of good on the sideline through philanthropy and charity, but it's not really integrated at the heart of the value proposition. And this is what, what sport should be. We know the power of sports as a unifier, as, a, as an enabler to, to solve major social and environmental issues. So when we decided to join forces, we, we didn't want it to, to, to open a new, new sports marketing agency or, or consulting company. We, we decided to do something different to really solve a problem. So today at 17 Sports, uh, we define 17 Sports as, as the world's first sports impact company operating at the intersection of sports, business, and purpose. We, uh, we are a B Corp certified organization. We operate globally. And our purpose, the reason why we exist, is to really accelerate the transformation of the business of sports into a force for good. That's why we exist. So everything we do, every decision we take every day has to really serve and fulfill our, our purpose as an organization. The name 17 Sports uh, comes back from the 17 Sustainable Development Goals from the United Nations, but also from Gold 17, which is around partnerships, because I would say that today, if we really want to solve and, and to drive systemic change, we, we believe that collaboration between stakeholders should, be, should really be a priority. And we believe in the power of collaboration to, to solve the problem we, we are facing today. So yeah, that's, that's what we do. And uh, most of the work we do is really uh, enabling global organization, brand, properties, but also athletes 
to bring to life their purpose internally and externally through sport by solving, as I said, social environmental problems, but also driving business outcomes to show that it's possible to do good while you do well. And um, yeah, that, that's really our, our focus. Yeah, and I don't expect you to know all of them, but I'm just curious, like the name 17 Sport, you said it's based off 17 UN, you know, uh, classifications or whatever. Do you, like, what are examples of a few of those? I'm just curious of like what some of those are. You mean some of the other goals? Yeah, some of the goals of the, you know, the 17 yeah. United Nations, whatever they are. Yeah, of course. So so this framework, that's, a, I mean, a, a universal framework. But for example, I, I think the, the goal number the, the goal number one is no poverty. Number four is around quality education. Number five is around gender equality. It become, it became over the years really a framework from all the different uh, business sector to decide which SDGs they want to focus. Rather than being everywhere now, more and more corporates and businesses are saying that the strategy is to focus on SDG number three or number five. And yeah, that's, that's become a universal language among the corporate sector today. Got you. Yeah, I was just curious what a few of those are. That, that makes perfect sense. Now, also, you mentioned in there that you're a certified B Corp, certified B Corporation. And I just had to do a little research into that because I haven't really heard too many companies say that. And it, it makes sense. There's only about 6,000 companies in the world, you know, maybe a little right. bit more, maybe a little less that have that classification. I'm just curious, you know, like, what does that mean being a B Corporation? And then also, what did that process look like to get certified as a B Corporation? Yeah, uh, so B Corporation is really a private certification requiring companies to meet the highest level of social sustainability and environmental standards. So to become a B Corp, you have to apply to become a pending B Corp. And as you work internally, you walk the talk and you, you try to meet those standards, you have the opportunity to become a B Corp. It, it usually takes one or two years to become a B Corporation because of course you need to really start implementing action internally within your organization at every level if you if you want to be able to meet the requirements that uh, that are necessary yeah it's interesting and and then also so you had mentioned you know kind of the business model of like you know you're working with organizations athletes all kinds of different things on this you know for good and sport right mixing the business of yeah. sports with purpose in sports do you have any like case studies or you know or were there any cool projects you can call out that you've worked on that just give us all kind of a perspective of some of the things you're doing and then what's taking place within those, you know, operations? Yeah, of course. I mean, we, we, we are working with great partners. I mean, for us, I mean, one of the more recent case study is definitely the work we do with uh, our partner Adidas. So Adidas as a, as a global organization has a purpose, which is to improve people's lives through sports. This is really the purpose. They have a focus on people, they have a, a focus on planet. And uh, a couple of years ago, they reached out to us because they wanted to address a specific issue on the people, on the people pillar. And that issue was around access to access for girls to sport, because right now there are many, many problems because girls are really dropping out of sport uh, early years and early years and boys. And there are really big barriers for girls to access to sport. So I just wanted to address that issue, but not necessarily didn't know how to do it. But today, as you know, there are many inequalities. I mean, inequalities when it comes to access to sport, inequalities in coaching, inequality in administration. Uh, but at the same time, I think uh, it's around 92% of women C-suite executives 
participated in sport as adolescents and they recognize the power of sports and how sports really provide them the skills, the soft skills that they need to be, to be a C3 executive today. So Adidas wanted to take that uh, really and to focus on that problem. And uh, with Adidas, we decided to build a program, a five-year pan-European program called Breaking Barriers, aiming to champion women and girls in sports and break the, break the systemic barriers that exist in sport. So we focused on really building the strategy for, for Adidas. So what is the problem we want to solve and how are we going to do that? We started to build the ecosystem of stakeholders to identify who are the stakeholders that we need to solve that problem. And then we moved into operation and implementation. So how we deliver the work on the ground, working with the different stakeholders. And the fourth pillar is how we do measure, not only the return on business, but also the return on impact, the social capital that is created into the society through that program. So, so yeah, that's, that's what we do. And uh, the goal is to, is to target 50,000 girls uh, across Europe, working with 150 nonprofit organizations that really have the, the know-how, the expertise, but also empowering a local champion in the community. So that's, that's really the focus today. What I can say additionally is we focus our intervention on really improving the capacity of the 15 Sports for Good organizations we work with to better serve girls. We empower the, the 100 local champion to really help them to train and to have more expertise. And of course, we engage as uh, 50,000 girls and women uh, through the program to enhance the skills for better future outcomes. Yeah, that's an awesome initiative. I'm glad you brought that one up. And seems like Adidas has like the right mindset. You guys have the right mindset, which makes it a perfect match. Now, just while you're talking, you kind of had something come to mind. How are you balancing with these brands, right? The financial aspect of like, yes, we want to grow women's sports. I'm just using that as an example, but also maximizing also the social good. Like, how do you, you know, how do you find kind of that center of both financial and, you know, socially good? I mean, many, many, many studies today are showing that uh, purpose-driven organization outperform traditional organization from a business growth and, and also impact perspective. So doing good really, and, and for us, purpose is a business driver. So, so really, it's proven that organizations that lead with purpose rather than leading with profit first are really delivering better business outcomes in the end. So first, it goes hand to hand, right? It's really about what is the problem we want to solve? Because, I mean, if you look at consumers, if you look at employees, even investors now, they're really looking and expect organizations to, to stand for something more than just doing profit, but also actively contributing to, to, to solve some of the problem. It can't be just a, a campaign. Uh, being responsible has become a basic and it's not enough. Now the next question is, what is the problem you want to solve? How your organization is really stepping in to solve a problem. So, so again, we, we see that as a, as a way to do both, uh, doing well with doing good. And I think more and more organizations are, are understanding that sport is a, is a fantastic platform to, to do that. But to, to answer your, your question, we, when we measure, we want to really measure all the different pillars, economic, social, environmental. And we also, and we work with, uh, we, with an organization called Substance, we have a strategic partnership with them. It's a research company and they have this expertise for a couple of years now. And we applied uh, a specific methodology for sport to really provide uh, what, is, uh, what, is, uh, what are the outcomes that are created through that program rather than the outputs. 
because it's great to say we've reached X number of kids or X number of people, but what is the ultimate outcomes that comes out of it? This is what matters. This is what people want, want to know. And, and I think the sports industry is really getting more and more professional, more and more professional in a way that today, when you invest one euro, you want to make sure that, of course, you get business out of it. You get a, a good return on your investments, but also how, how much social value you have created into the society to make sure that the money you spend is well spent and, and it, it's really well directed to the actions that drives that are effective and that drives the, the, the outcomes and the KPI you're looking for. Yeah. And I was looking through your website and, and this might be through that partnership, but you often bring up thing something called a SO or SROI, a social return on investment. You know, is, is that right. kind of part of what you're talking about here or is that something different? You know, yeah. how's that measured? Yeah, so SRI stands for Social Return uh, on Investment. So this is this is really our methodology. So we help organizations to understand, quantify, and and monetize social, environmental, and economic values that is created through the program. And that's why we 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 built that collaboration with uh, with Substance. And we've been working recently with the NFL, for example, around uh, one of the uh, the to service initiatives, and they wanted to really measure. What is the impact they're created through that initiative? Not only to report, but also to be able to 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 pivot and to make sure that the action uh, that they, they are putting in place are really effective. Because you can't just decide to fund this initiative or fund this other initiative, but which one is more effective? Which one is driving actually more value? So it's using the SORA model, model drives really an opportunity to report, but also uh, to adjust the way you pilot your activation and your action. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Uh, the Yeah, there's so many formulas now and calculations. It's cool to see there's even one for that. Now, yeah. you guys have grown pretty massively even as 17 Sport as a team itself. I think you guys have like an office in San Francisco and then also in France. You know, how are you managing this global team all trying to make this impact across time zones, continents, you know, and you got a, you got a big team. I'm just curious, like how you guys are, yeah. how you guys are making it all mesh and work together. Yeah. Good question. I mean, it's a process we are learning as well. I mean, when you and I started, uh, we were really wanted to, we didn't want to build a, another consulting business where you try to chase clients and, and customers and you try to grow your team and for success is getting bigger and bigger. That's not how we measure success. For, sure. for us, having a purpose means a lot in a way that we define success by the impact we're going to have and how we help to transform the industry into a purpose for good, as I said before. So, so of course, I think the reason why our, our, our team are people and, and team members are joining is, is essentially because of the purpose we have as an organization. I mean, for us, it's at the end of the day, we, we want to make sure that we can help our team members to grow and to fulfill their personal purpose as an individual, uh, but at the same time, fulfill a 17 sports mission. So it goes hand to hand. So we are not transactional at all. We have a very lean organization. And yeah, we for us, we are here to change to change the status quo and to really transform the industry. Humbly, but with, lo with lots of uh, motivation and ambition, of course. But we're not going to do that together. So that's why we really believe in the power of collaboration, working with other partners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you guys have a, I've noticed on your website, you have a decent amount of partnerships, which is awesome. Now, curious on that, because also while you guys are 
focused on the social impact. Like you said, you're still a consulting company kind of in its core, right? You're doing it differently. So you see a lot of different things. You see where things are going. You know, curious on some of these trends in sports. I mean, it can be in the social, you know, the social impact good side, or it can just be overall that you're, you know, you have a close eye on and you really think other people should as well. Yeah. I mean, I do believe most of the organization are trying to become more and more responsible because you have to, but they don't think about changing their model because it's tough, because it takes time. It takes years. But I, I think that's the role of a leader today. And you have more and more progressive leaders that understand that that's their responsibility to change their model on how they do business. And they really need to start leading with purpose first. So I think, I think it's, a, it's really a continuum where you, you, maybe you start, of course, working the talk internally, trying to be more responsible, but also think how externally you can try to solve a problem. And this is how you, you go beyond being responsible to become a purposeful organization. And I, and I think this is what matters today. I mean, if you're a brand, you need to start aligning your investment in sport with your purpose. Okay. So we have global companies that are starting to think, look, my investment in sports, my sponsorship, my partnerships are great, but how do they fulfill my purpose? I mean, we don't really know. So can you help us to maybe audit and to identify whether it's additive or, or dilutive to what we stand as an organization? And on the same side, uh, of course, properties are really not in danger, but if they still want to become relevant to brands and sponsors, they need to start shifting and really embracing purpose as well to, to provide a, a, a platform where the brands can express and manifest their purpose. So I think it's really changing step-by-step, step. but of course, uh, again, it starts by the consumers, the employees who are really pushing the brands and the corporates to really uh, uh, embrace purpose more and more or to solve, to solve bigger problems. Yeah. And, and I know it's been kind of a rocky road for this industry in the terms of Web3, but you had mentioned, you know, in the past, you guys have written some stuff just about the positive impact that industry, like, you know, blockchain, Web3, whatever you want to call it, can have on sports. You know, are you still pretty bullish on that belief? Like, you know, how is that going to play out? Are you guys kind of still operating in that space at all? It's, uh, you know, obviously been pretty up and down of late. Yeah. Uh, so indeed, we, we, I mean, at 17 Sports, we, we have this first advisory, uh, Peter, but our second, uh, second Peter is around capital, financial capital, how we provide financial capital to purpose-driven organization so they can, they can scale the model again in sport. But the third Peter is also around Web3. Because, I mean, for us, over the past couple of years, we, there was, I mean, you've seen that tremendous deals in Web3, right? But uh, Web3 was seen really, again, as a, uh, as a golden package for, co for, for properties willing to get a new sponsor on the jersey. And, and that was all about yeah. profit and cash and, and visibility, right? But I don't think sport has yet really embraced and, and, and delivered the business case behind, behind Web3. I think it's, I think it's not only the beginning. I really, I'm positive. I still believe in, in the power of Web3 and technology for, for the future. But I think it's also time to show how we can harness the power of Web3, uh, not only to make money, but also to solve, to solve some of the problems that the world is facing today. It can't be just for, for money. It can't just be for visibility. It has to also to be how you use the technology to, to, do, to do good in the end. 
you know, the transparency component of it's important when a lot of people talk about and uh, the accountability now kind of, well, first off, I mean, appreciate you coming on. This has been awesome. Really interesting conversation. Give us, you know, as we close out here, any initiatives at 17 sport you got going on, you know, where we can learn more and, uh, you know, kind of anything you want to shed light on for that others should know. Yeah. Again, we're here to, to we are change makers. And, uh, one of the initiative we recently launched was, uh, the sports sponsors climate pledge. That's the world's first initiative that, uh, that has been designed to really require uh, corporate brands to condition their sponsorship and their investment in sport with properties that align the carbon uh, emission reduction with the Paris Agreement. Because we are, we're tired of, of looking out of greenwashing, we are tired of looking at sponsors investing in, in properties that are not committed to reduce the carbon emission. And, and, and we decided really to to go to the next level by uh, inviting organization brands to sign this pledge and to really start thinking how now they can commit by 2025 not to sponsor anymore any properties that is not aligned with the Paris Agreement. So by conditioning the financial and redirecting the financial capital towards properties that are already committed to reduce the carbon emission. We believe that we're going to contribute to change how the business of sports operates. So that was a, a huge success. We have some great signatories already, some great companies joining uh, and lots of support from different stakeholders, leagues, federations, athletes joining the movements. And of course, more information uh, on our website, but uh, it's, it's a great, great initiative. We are pretty proud. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, what is, you know, the website URL, where can we find you on socials, LinkedIn, whatever. So the best way to reach out to us is on, uh, on the website, www.17sports.com, but also on our LinkedIn page, uh, all our information and recent white papers, uh, insights, everything we publish as soft leaders is also on the LinkedIn page. That's the best way to connect. Awesome. Yeah. One of five has been awesome. Really appreciate you coming on today. And, uh, you know, thanks for uh, what you guys are doing, not just for sports business, but also, you know, for making it better for everyone around the world as well as this industry continues to just get bigger and bigger and, you know, more opportunities all around. Yeah, I mean, my pleasure talking to you, Andrew, and uh, I think it's a responsibility. If the sports industry wants to remain relevant in the, in the world of today and tomorrow, I think it's, it has to also transform the way it operates. So, so it's only the beginning.